Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, hey, welcome to your day off. My name is Corey Gray, and of course, I'm sitting next to my buddy, Tony. What's up, Tony? What's going on, brother? Hey, uh, I'm pretty excited to continue uh, Content Month. Content Month. Yeah, me too. Um, we've had some really good content this month. And, uh, you know? I'm super excited to talk about our guest today. She is filled with content. I mean, she's been doing it for a while, but she uh, she is one of the leaders in this in our industry as far as uh, growing uh, particular stylists and salons and so I'm super stoked to kind of pick her brain a little bit. I am too, as well. Um, so our guest is actually she's um she's a owner, right? Was it owner, a partner? She's a partner at uh, at Summit Salon Services. Um, she's anybody that's been in the uh, the L'Oreal professional product division, um, they know of uh, of of Christy Valenzuela. There, we just let the cat out the bag. Um, today's guest is Christy Valenzuela, and she's just she's done some amazing stuff with salons. You know, you can't anybody that knows her. It takes a lot away from her, so I'm actually super excited to be able to bring her to our to our audience. Yeah, and uh, I guess uh, since you let the kid out of the bag, let's uh, mm-hmm. introduce our guest. <laughs> we'll introduce her. So, uh, welcome to your day off, Christy Valenzuela. Well, thanks, guys. I am super excited to be here, and uh, you know, we share the same passion, and that is to really bring purpose and prosperity to our world. And I just uh, really appreciate what you are both doing for our industry and I'm excited to be part of it. Oh, thanks, Christy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's uh, before we get into uh, a lot of this, uh, tell us where you're from. Uh, well, <laughs> a lot of people ask me where I'm from and that's a, a loaded question because I think I'm on more airplanes and hotels than I am actually at <laughs> home, but I do pay a mortgage in Michigan. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> Is that where you grew up? It is where I grew up. Yeah, I um, I don't live I don't live far from where I actually grew up. I only I'm currently living only one town over. Oh, that's pretty cool. Corey's the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm from the same town I live in now. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Hey, Chrissy. Um, are you a are you a hairdresser? So I appreciate that you asked that. I actually. Um, came from a, the salon industry, I always say 1 million years ago, because it seems like a long time ago that I worked as a service provider <laughs> in one of our top salons here in Michigan. Uh, prior to that, I was actually going to school to be a dental hygienist. So I, I turned that around because I had a, a friend that worked in a salon and said, oh my gosh, you know what you should do? You should come and work in the salon industry. It's so much fun. And you get to be with people that you're so good at, but you get to be artistic, which was the other half of who I was. And it sounded a whole lot more fun than the dental industry. So yeah, I started in the salon industry as a service provider back in the 90s and worked in a wonderful salon in Michigan for about 13 years with a full-time clientele. And I had a a full-time clientele like many people do. You know, most of your clients you love. And then there's like one that you don't understand why (laughs) they keep coming back. 
that'll ruin your whole week, right? I'm the sorry. funny thing about that is I use I use this her as a character in my in my programs now because you can't even make this up. Like she was the most miserable person on the planet. She complained at everything I used to do, but her name was Joy. Oh my gosh, are you serious? <laughs> Angry <laughs> Joy. <laughs> Joy. Yeah. You can't you can't make that up, right? But, no, that's uh, hilarious. <laughs> I think, we, I think we all have a couple of joys in our life, right? <laughs> we all do. We all do. We all have that one that one guest, that one client. You just wonder why they keep coming back. But now I had a wonderful ride as a service provider growing in that salon company. And then I just had a bigger passion. You know, I, uh, I would follow people when they came to like shows and things like that near me. And I would go sit in their classrooms like Michael Cole and Kitty Victor and Wynn Claybaugh and Gino Sampra, all oh, those people that I used to stalk and sit in their front row and they would be business motivation. And I kind of woke up one day and said, I want to do that. That's pretty cool. I mean, Michael is such a great uh, inspiration as well. So is Gino. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, actually, Gino's local. Oh yeah. So how did, how long before like you kicked off with, um, with, well, go back, go forward a little bit. Um, so you're with Summit Salon Services now. So what, um, tell us about, tell us about Summit. Like what yeah, is- I'd love to. Yeah, yeah, please. So Summit Salon Business Center, has, uh, it is the world's largest salon consulting company uh, for our industry. And, you know, what Summit specializes in is really helping salon owners understand how to grow their companies and grow the people in them. And uh, we have a cornerstone program. It's three and a half days. It's called The Summit. And that's where really the transformations happen when salon owners and managers take that three and a half day ride. Right. Uh, and we also have a lot of workshops that, you know, are smaller size workshops, one or two day workshops that all over uh, North America. And, uh, and I, I get to teach one of those, a couple of those workshops. One is called the Front Desk Doctor Workshop, which I'm pretty, you know, it's pretty well known out there. And then another one's called a minute to win it, which is just really high energy one, um, one day program. So there's this big program that we have called the summit. We have a lot of smaller kinds of workshops that happen throughout the U S we have educational resources. So like, you know, well, I, I'm going to go way back and say, do you remember when, you know, we used to deliver education on cassettes? (laughs) I think you just lost all of our listeners. <laughs> I know. I know. They don't even know what it is. Right. But, but I, I'm gonna I'm gonna let all everybody know that no longer we don't sell it on cassettes anymore. We're way evolved into <laughs> online education and USBs and and deliver it that way. <laughs> right. Actually, I think I had a cassette box with Michael Cole's face on it. Right. So how did you get involved with Summit? Oh well, thank you. So. Summit uh, was a company that was out there doing some amazing things. I owned a, when I left the salon company as a service provider and had this passion to kind of go out and, and um, spread some love from the stages of business motivation in the world, I opened a company in 1999 called Crystal Focus Salon Coaching. And I owned that for 15 years and grew that um, worldwide and had trainers and things like that. And then I became part of Summit uh-huh. and kind of had one foot over in Summit and one foot over in Crystal Focus as, um, as an owner in both. Then we finally merged Summit. Uh, let's see, that would have been in 2014. 
so that's kind of the ride that we took. I, I was a, we had these two different consulting companies out there and then merged them together. That's how I became part of Summit with all of my great friends and mentors that I now call business partners. It's amazing. That's pretty cool. So, so is that kind mm-hmm. of, is that kind of how Summit sets up? I mean, do they kind of, um, you know, see these different independent programs, business programs, and then they kind of absorb them or they kind of partnership up? Is that, is that a normal track for Summit? Well, you know what? They, it is kind of how Summit has grown to be as large as it is. It's part of that, I believe. Our leaders would be uh, Peter Mahoney, Glenn Baker. Uh, then we have, of course, Michael Cole. And if, you take, if we go all the way back to 15 years ago, we had our separate companies. And then there was this other company that was starting with um, Michael Cole and Randy Kunkel called Summit. In fact, the first Summit was in Michael Cole's basement with a few salons, and he lived on Summit Avenue. (laughs) (laughs) Is that where the name came from? So that's where the name came from. Um, So they kind of birthed that program. And then all of us were kind of out on stages and so forth. I think I have to give credit to Pat Parenti, who was then... um, the general manager of Redkin, who said, you guys are all out here doing the same thing. Let's create a platform. Or how about if we just get together under one umbrella? Why don't you see if you guys can play nice in the sandbox together? And so he really started that synergy of all of us talking and getting at the same table. And we became part of that movement called Summit. And then eventually our companies kind of merged into Summit. Oh, that is great. I don't, I don't know how many knew that story, but that's, I don't, that's, yeah, I don't know that either. I actually, I, I didn't realize that, that they brought in like the best of the best and kind of created like, you know, a bigger program. Out in of Michael it. Cole's basement. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, exactly. Isn't that the best story ever? <laughs> <laughs> that's Everything starts in a basement, right? Or a garage. So, so Summit offers so much help uh, to the stylists, uh, the independent stylists and, and, and empowering uh, salon owners through workshops and products such as, uh, like the five key areas to a rock star's first impression. Yeah, I mean, that's totally true. You only get uh, one chance for a first impression, right? Yeah, so I mean, the it five is. areas that a client will judge their experience and decide whether they will return again, is that, is that true? You know, it is true. And one of the things that we study, of course, there's a lot of metrics that we study in business for salons, but one of those metrics is retention. That's important to know, right? And there is, um, it's kind of alarming, if you will. What we're finding in the industry right now is that there's only 27% new client retention, which guys, what that means is out of every hundred new guests that sit down, only 27 come back. Wow. I mean, just think about how much like salons pay or, you know, like an advertising or however they do it. I mean, just... Forget about money for a second. Just think about the effort that comes in that, that a salon does to bring in clients. And if you're only getting 29 out of 100 back, I mean, 27, 20, mm-hmm. 27. I mean, holy cow, that's a, that's a lot of effort for, for not a lot of return. What's that ROI, right? Yeah. And, you know, I mean, and when we're looking at existing client retention, because we have to look at that too. We have to look at it separately. We have to look at new client retention and existing client retention separately <laughs> here at Numbers. And what we find is that existing client retention is about 80%. So if, once they know you and love you, they're, they are going to hang out a little stronger. But right. you know, it just get, it, it's real, gets you real curious, doesn't it? On why would people come one time and not come back? And of course, there's a bridal party in there and there's right. a little six-year-old that doesn't come back. But you know, even if you took those people out, 
you still might only be in the 30 percentile, you know, 35%. You have to really hold the biggest mirror at what's happening in, in their visit and what they expected and try to synchronize, you know, what did they expect and what did I deliver? And then hold the biggest mirror at yourself and say, you know, okay, was I weird that day? Inside of, you know, what they expected and who I was or what I delivered. And you have to have an honest conversation with yourself. And the only person that can have that conversation is you. But what we do is we really study those different areas and, and, and study the population to try to help our industry understand what clients are expecting. What do they say? And then just enlighten our, our uh, service providers to help them understand those expectations a little bit better so we can deliver the visit, the experience at a higher level. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. I, I love how Christy kind of went to like self-awareness, right? Like, yeah. And look in the mirror and, and it's funny. We sit in front of the mirror all day and we never see each other. You, you never see ourselves, right? You can finger point all day. Mm. At the end of the day, yeah, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, what is the real problem? Or what is, you know what I mean? The solution. It's got to be, it got to start with you. Absolutely. I, I like how you went with solution and not problem too. I mean, I, I think that um, if, if we were more solution oriented and, and less problem oriented, I think we, uh, we move through this world a little bit quicker. So Christy, so, um, what are those rock star first impressions? What do they look like? What do you, um, how do you see them or, or how are you coaching through those? Well, there's five key areas that we've identified as the, the guest experience and in five key areas that they, I'm just going to say judge us. And, and I know that's probably not a nice word to say, but they're human. Like we're human. We can't help it. We have opinions and we have a judgment. In fact, you know, if you walked out of the last restaurant that you you guys went to and somebody was in the parking lot and said, can you rate your experience from one to 10? You would have a number like in a nanosecond. It's not hard for us to survey, even in our subconscious mind, what our, you know, what the experience was like. What we found was there's five main areas that they're doing that in. And, and so, you know, I'd love to take you guys through those. But before I do that, I just want to say, I just want to kind of lay a foundation, if you don't mind. Absolutely. Uh, the found, yeah. So the foundation is, is that, you know, one of the, I think the keys to uh, getting that guest back for another visit or for to be a long time uh, guest of yours, a, a customer of yours, you have to do something new, better, bigger, different than they've seen before. And I think one of the challenges is, isn't just, you know, maybe going off the tracks. One of the challenges is just setting your brand uh, up in a way that is just different than the salon down the road or the suite down the road. You have to show up as new, better, bigger, different, something that puts you on the radar for them to say, wow. Because if you answer the phone the same way, if your consultation sounds like the last six stylists they've been to, if your closing is blah or boring they're not going to hear you. And so the first person that shows up on the radar is going to win. And I also think that a lot of it has to go back with goes to verbiage. I also believe that people with the best words will win. Continuing professional conversations with luxury language will set yourself apart from, you know, the salon or the suite down the road so that oh, you can become, oh, become a market slow leader. Slow down, slow down, Christy. You said a word, <laughs> you kind of, you said a word that kind of piqued me. Um, what's luxury language? How would you break that down? 
Or how would you define that? luxury, Luxury language is just really thinking about your words before you use them. So uh, let me give you a quick example. Instead of, you know, everybody has a haircut, but does everyone have a signature haircut? Nice. So what is a signature haircut? A signature haircut is actually, can we just say more money? A signature haircut could simply just be your haircut that also includes your deep conditioning treatments, whatever, you know, wonderful brand that you're using to use to do those treatments. So immediately, if you offered a regular haircut or a signature haircut, you could go from whatever your base haircut is, price, to possibly $20 more. And the verbiage could be simply if somebody is calling in for a haircut, you know, your front desk, whoever's answering the phone, your front desk could say, okay, great. Uh, Steve has availability next Tuesday at 2 p.m. for a haircut. Now, did you did you want a regular haircut or would you like to hear about our signature conditioning cut? You know, I, I mean, I have longer hair right now, and so if I'm on the other side of the phone, you can't see the client, but they're grabbing they're grabbing onto their hair and they're looking at the at their ends to see if they need. Uh, you know, maybe conditioning and they might say, what is that? And so, you know, you just have to have a beautiful script to describe the deep conditioning service that you have and then just simply say, would you like that instead? You know, that's, that could be a $20 difference between uh, your regular haircut and your signature conditioning cut. And what if you hit those $20 buttons kind of all day long? You, wow. you increase just really about not only having luxury language, but also having more luxury services. That, that's pretty amazing, actually. That's a great idea. I dig, I dig that, Christy, a lot. Thanks. Thanks for, thanks for the definition of a uh, luxury hair care. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, when a client calls in on the phone, what, what, what does that conversation sound like? So that yeah. is one of the, the first key area of judgment, right? The, the phone. What we don't want to do is sound like the person down the road or the suite down the road. So you have to think about if, if it's true that we only have a few seconds to make a first impression, that's the other thing that experts say. It only takes seconds for a first impression. Right. Then isn't it important that the first five words out of our mouth, out of our voice, would be different than thank you for calling, would be different right. than good morning, would be different than you know uh, good afternoon? Because everybody's using that, so it's so boring to meet you today. So, you know, if that's the area where we're trying to show up on the radar of new, better, bigger, different, then using some kind of unique phone script would be helpful. So let me give you a couple examples. Yeah, please. So you could, instead of saying, thank you for calling Salon XYZ, this is Christy, how can I help you? You may just change those first five words, throw away, thank you for calling and say, it's all about you at Salon XYZ. This is Christy, how can I help you? Or creating trends at Salon XYZ. This is Christy. How can I help you? Something different to help you become a market leader in that area. And who are market leaders? Market leaders are people that are great at their skills, talents, and abilities, but also show up different in their brand. So simple things like that. And I would qualify that as luxury language as well. So the phone is is a great place to really create that point of difference in a place that people are judging us. They're going to judge. They judge, is this person 
friendly? Is this person articulate? Is that does this person have answers to my questions? And of course, the, we need to be all of that and then some. Another thing that we would uh, suggest to do over the phone is to offer an additional service. And I kind of already gave you that example with like the signature haircut, uh, yeah. you know, just upgrading and, and just asking or simply saying, what else can we do for you when you come in? That's awesome. Just that. That's mm-hmm. pretty cool. I mean, that, that's a couple of takeaways already, you know. I love that. I love that opening for the uh, for the phone conversation. Okay, so your 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 front desk staff or your how did you title them, Kirsty? Well, officially, I like to call them guest experience experts. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so your guest experience expert has a, they've done their job, and then the client kind of uh, or the guest. Um, walks through your doors. What's next? So that's when we we get to really turn on the charm, right? They're walking in the doors for the very first time. Mm-hmm. And if we just keep that principle of just, you know, new, better, bigger, different, what are we saying different than the salon down the road? If we if we just take a look at what's common in our industry, many times the, the front uh, person would say something like, hi, who are you here to see? Okay, great. Go ahead and have a seat, right? So that's the common greeting. And it's been done before. It's been done a million times. It doesn't stand out. And I just want to also say, if, if, if your listeners want to grab a pen, I, I love this saying, if you want to be remembered, you must do something memorable. That's true. So, yeah, if you want to be remembered, you have to do something memorable. And, and if you just keep that mindset through this whole conversation of the areas that guests or clients or customers judge us, then you really have to look at what are we doing now and what can we do different? Sometimes it's just words. So when someone walks in the door, I just love the word welcome. I think welcome, maybe maybe it's an old school word. I don't know, but we don't hear it very often. And it's so warm and friendly and welcoming, of course. So welcome or welcome back. And of course, if you know that guest name, you would use their name. Welcome back, Mary. It's great to see you. Or if you are a front desk experience expert, you would have the computer open in front of you. It's kind of like a giant cheat sheet, right? So we know that Mary's seeing Steve at uh, 10 a.m. So that guest experience expert could say something like, welcome back, Mary. It's great to see you again. I know Steve's excited about your haircut and color today. That is so true. Because I'm sorry, because when you walk into place and, and someone has a huge smile and they say welcome, you do feel welcome versus walking up to somebody and they look up and say, can I help you? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You know what I mean? There's, there's a huge mm-hmm. difference of how, how it makes you feel. Yeah. And, you know, and, and if you said something like Steve's excited to see you today for your cut and color, just those extra words that Mary would be like, oh, my gosh, Steve's excited to see me. Like she would be kind of giggly about that. Probably the truth is Steve might not even be in the building. Steve's always late. But we don't want to yeah. buy it, <laughs> no doubt. That's good stuff, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, if, if every if it's outside of just the salon, right, any business uh, that has uh, people that that greet people coming in would uh, benefit from this information. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean, it's you're right. It's so on. universal. I mean, it's yeah. just, it's just, you know, at the end of the day, it's just like, how would you want to be treated? You know, as opposed to like, Oh, your four o'clock is here, which by the way is my pet peeve, Christy. Right. <laughs> oh yeah. Like it doesn't my four o'clock have a name. Yes. We need to personalize it. 
and, uh, you know, put their name on things. The other thing that we can do during the the check-in to make them feel super special, Uh you know, what we found is that customers like to know what's going on. They just want awareness. They want to know if something's on special. They want to know if something's on sale. They want to know if there's a tester. So kind of that next step after greeting the person with kindness and luxury language, we could point them over to uh, just, you know, we have a hair care special, buy any shampoo, get the conditioner half off, ask your service provider, which one would be right for you. That's, that's amazing. I mean, you're, you're kind of setting up the check, checkout as soon as they walk in the door, you know, like, Hey, this is what we have. And this is what's available to you. That's, that's pretty strong too. Awesome. Bravo, Miss Christie. Thank you. <laughs> so they've checked in. Um, have we gotten through everything through the check-in? Well, you know, I could keep going if you want me to. We actually oh, have at, at Summit in all of these different areas. And I'm kind of just giving you the, the little bit of the highlights, if right. you will. But, you know, in, in all these areas, we have something called the four-step phone script, the four-step check-in, the four-step checkout. And, of course, I'm giving you kind of highlights of some of my favorite things. Our right. workshops and our resources go deeper. Um, but but can I give you one more thing about the check-in? Because it has to do with money. And <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> so, um So when somebody checks in, of course, you know, we're checking them in with the luxury language. We're showing them, you know, what the retail special is. And we're just planting a seed for that sale, opening the sale for the service provider to have an easier conversation. But, you know, the the guest experience expert right now could also enhance that uh, the customer's uh, entire um, experience by offering more. So perhaps, there is other services available in the salon company, like a uh, spa service that might be open. Right. So she might say, now, Mary, I just want to let you know that we have an amazing opportunity with Melissa, our master nail technician, for a spa pedicure right after your haircut and collar. Is that something you would like to do today? That's awesome. I like that one, too. So that way you're, also, course, you're working the whole book. You know, it's not just it's not just Steve, the hair, uh, the service provider, but it's a. Uh, it's other people. It's involving other people in the uh, in the salon experience as well. That's great, man. Yeah, and if and it, you know, here's the thing: if Mary says no, thank you, she doesn't have time, or she already has beautiful toes. It was still beautiful customer service in order to you know say it in a way that just caused awareness of something else that she might enjoy. So, uh, well, just know, awareness of all is, what the salon offers, right? Yes. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That's like, that's planting the seeds, planting the seeds, kid. Money seeds. Money seeds. (laughs) Money seeds. (laughs) Dollar trees. I love it. And also, I mean, you know, uh, because they represent the overall brand, right? I mean, so. um, You're talking about the front desk staff? Yeah. Yeah, 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 Through the phone call, through, you know, uh, and like you said, first impressions. I mean, that's your first impression of that particular brand. That's, that's, and it's, you know, as Christy said, you know, it's, it's newer, bigger, better, and different, you know, that's pretty cool. All right, Miss Christy. So, uh, so where do we go after we, uh, after we get our four step check-in? Well, the next area that we find that customers really judge us and we usually say the third step is, is really our brand appearance. And when I was studying just marketing and branding and things like that, I'll never forget something that I read. And it said, you know, your brand isn't who you say you are. 
your brand is who they say you are after they've experienced you. You know what? I think and, you should say that again because I think that is okay. So yeah, I, I mean, I hope it sticks with everyone as much as it did for me. So it was your brand isn't who you say you are. Your brand is who they say you are after they've experienced you. That's who you are. It's not your logo. It's not the color of your walls. It's not your music that you're playing. It's not, it's not any of that. I mean, of course, that's part of it, but it's meaningless unless you match, you know, dimensionally through your language and your actions, who you say you are. And the way that a guest leaves and says, yep, they were all that and more and you got to go. So, you know, they're telling the friends to go to have the same experience they did. So things that they're looking at, um, would you guys agree, you know, in this day and age that mm-hmm. before someone comes to see us, they they probably already checked out some of the social media channels that that we have. They're checking out our website if we have one. They're 100%. checking us out. Yeah, 100%. absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Kind of, the, kind of the unique part about it is that, you know, like with Instagram and stuff, that's kind of... um it's become a digital uh, business card, right? I mean, it's something that you hand out um, like you, like we used to with a business card. I think that's absolutely 100% true. It's funny because already after, even after just the first three, she hasn't really gotten into, into the brand appearance yet. I'm already going into my salon on Wednesday. Uh, going to look at things totally different, right? <laughs> like, you know, now, now we're going in with judgment eyes, Christy. Thank you. <laughs> it's hard to turn off once you've heard the information. So no it's doubt. a blessing and a curse, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's absolutely true. Um, yeah, so... Uh, so Not who you think you are, but who they think you are. Who that's, they think you are. That's, that's correct. That's amazing. Cool. Let's expand on that, Chris. For sure. So, you know, some of, some of the websites I even see of salon companies that are out there that might have maybe a larger team or a few people on the team... We even see, you know, a page where it says meet your stylist or, you know, our team. And there's pictures of people on there with maybe, you know, what level they are or, you know, a little, you know, bio or description of that person, what they specialize in, maybe a a little bit about them. I love seeing those and and, uh, I love seeing those pictures, but there's a problem with that. What's that? There's a big problem. The problem that we see is that the team, when when they know that they're going to have their photos on the website, they do like photo day, right? It's like glamour shots. So, <laughs> so they have a photographer come, they do their hair, they do their makeup, they pick out a sexy outfit. And, you know, they're all of that and they feel good and they've had this great photo shoot done. And that's what they, that the customer sees before they go in. Now, here's what I say about that. You need to look like your picture. Whatever your picture is, you need to promise. That's a brand promise. That's saying, this is who I am and this is what I look like. And and the problem that I see with that is sometimes on a day where maybe we just don't feel like it, our give a crap meter isn't on in the morning and we just don't feel like doing our hair and makeup. We go in with a wet ponytail and no lipstick. You know, you go to meet that new guest and they're like, wait, you're not her, you know, or you're not him. Hey, and hey, and what, so what it is, it's a marketing lie, you know, so we have to be right. careful with, with that. So I, I try to help people understand that if you are going to do glamour shots, then that's your promise. 
because what can happen is it looks like you're actually, instead of a glamour shot, if you look like you were actually out doing shots, <laughs> then, <laughs> then there's a misrepresentation. Right? Those are called Saturday morning shots. <laughs> Saturday morning. Exactly. Saturday morning. Christy, when you show up like that. Christy, I'm going to stay here for just a second. I mean, I'm just kind of like trying to think about how this, how this would all work out. So, I mean, if you have a, a, a salon with 20 different um, service providers, and you know they they all have their own brand as well. So how do you how do you mix twenty different brands into um, an entire brand at a salon? Well, I think that goes back to just you know the 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 main salon owner's dream. If it is you know if it's a commission type salon, the salon owner actually might have a dress code. I like to call that an appearance code. Um, you know everybody hates the hates the dress code, but they somehow understand appearance codes. So. You know, if there is a dress code, uh, the salon owner needs to explain to the team the big why behind it, why this is part of the brand, why, what's the benefit for a guest, what's the benefit for the business, what's the benefit for the team in order to, you know, uphold that, that look. Um, and then we have, if we do have a dress code, we, then we have to kindly enforce it as well so that, you know, everybody looks at the brand. Now, that's not for everybody. Um, sometimes when you're in a suite type salon, everybody's going to have their own brand. They're under one roof, but everyone has their own brand. Uh, and sometimes we just have salon companies that, that that's what we do. We come in and we represent ourselves. I would just say to that, you have to really think about who you are and who you're for and why you're cool. And right. then you have to stand for that. So if you feel, and you have to think about what, who am I trying to attract? Well, of course, if you are a if you're a very talented stylist and you like to specialize in like fantasy color that we're seeing now, you're probably wearing fantasy color. Um, mm-hmm. You're probably, you know, you have a, a style about you that probably matches that fantasy color. Who you are is going to attract who's in your chair. So, you know, you have to think about who who that person is. And sometimes it's just about what you want to do. And sometimes it's about, oh, I want, I want to attract a certain income bracket of women. And if it's real estate agents, nurses, and uh, attorneys and teachers, then, you know, you, you've got to think about who am I in my brand to attract that type of, you know, professional woman. You just have to think about who are you and who are you for and are you representing who you want in your chair. That's, that's my opinion. I don't, I don't know if that helps or there might be opposing opinions and, uh, but that's kind of what I think. Well, I think, I think broadly speaking, I mean, you're right on, right. You know, who you, attra- you, you certainly don't want to unattract your client base, you know? Yeah. I noticed that we went back to the luxury language, not only with the, uh, with, with the client, but the salon owner or, you know, to the, uh, to your staff as well with uh, brand appearance or dress appearance. Dress you know? appearance. I love that. It's part of the uh, luxury. I'm, I'm learning a lot here. A lot of luxury, <laughs> a lot of luxury <laughs> language. Exactly. <laughs> I think we were supposed to sit down about the five pillars to a perfect uh, experience. And we're just going to go with, oh, this is all about the luxury language. You know? Yep. <laughs> Christy's going to come up with her own dictionary just called like Christie's luxury language. You know, right. and like what's it mean? It's like urban, it's like an urban dictionary, but it's a luxury language or, or, or salon based, whatever. That's stupid. Great. I know. Whatever. So I've, I've made the, we've done a perfect phone call. We've had a great greeting. And then, um, you know, and our, our, our salon um, is up to our, uh, our brand standard. What's next? What's next on our pillars? Sure. Well, then we finally meet 
the stylist or the service provider. We're finally back into like the, the styling chair or the spa room or the, the pedicure area. So the guest is finally in the, sh- the workshop area, if you will. Right. I love and that. It takes a while to get there. See how much, see how much judgment can actually happen before we actually touch the guest. Now we, we call this next area where they have judgment is in the consultation. So again, going back to just doing something different than the people that have come before you, if you really want to be remembered or seen as professional or a specialist, then what are you doing inside of your consultations, uh, possibly with your language, with your body language, explaining back what you're going to do, uh, listening skills, all of those things. We call uh, it a four-step signature consultation. And one of those steps I'm really passionate about sharing here with you guys. And, and that is the number one reason why customers don't come back is due to sticker shock. Did you know that? Holy cow. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I'm absolutely positively 100, 1000% guilty of, uh, of doing the old drop the ticket off at the front of the desk and go run away um, at the end of a certain <laughs> You're point. doing the drop and one run ticket. I'm going to change <laughs> that for you right now. <laughs> well, well, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. I have been guilty of these things, you know. I've, okay, okay, self-confession. Uh, mature past them, as they say. So, uh, yeah, but I, okay. quite honestly, I think everybody's been guilty of that. Everybody's going to the back room and be like, is she still here? Is she still here? Is she still here? You know, before you... Yeah. Uh, Get yourself seated, but yeah, absolutely, that's awesome. Um, let's dive into that. Yeah, so it's really simple to fix if we know that the number one reason that's causing that poor retention that I mentioned earlier is sticker shock. Then the only way to prevent sticker shock is to have a conversation about cost before you create. I just want to say that again: cost <laughs> before you create. In your signature consultation, of course, I know that your talented um, listeners are asking wonderful questions in order to draw out of the client what it is that they're coming in for, what it is that we can co-create together to create the perfect look. Uh, You're already asking wonderful questions like that. Right. But if we have to think that this person in our chair could have actually left their last salon because of sticker shock, then does it make sense that we could pose a question to that person about would you like to know the cost before we get started? So how, how we position that in the signature consultation is it could be something like this. So um, we, could, we could simply say, I'm just going to use the guest name as Mary again. So we could say something to Mary in the beginning of the consultation. Now, Mary, I'm going to ask you a lot of questions so that uh, I can do a thorough consultation and really understand what you're looking for today in order for us both to co-create the perfect look for you. Now, I just wanted to let you know that one of our brand promises here at Salon XYZ is to always discuss the cost before we create. Is that something you'd like me to do for you today? Wow. that's, That's crazy. Yeah, that, I mean, there's no. Yeah, she can't be shocked by the end of it if you uh, you take it take that approach at all. <laughs> and nobody says no, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm in for. I think most. I think most customers would say, "Oh my gosh, that would be great." In fact, let's guys. What if it was you know 
eight out of every 10 new clients that said yes. Isn't that a good clue as to, you know, this is a good thing to do? There's going to be um, probably uh, two out of every 10 guests that sit in your chair and say, no, cost doesn't matter. Just do this. I need to be gone in two hours, right? It's about time and, and convenience rather than, than money. But that's only two out of 10. Right. So just using the script, if, if you remember how I ended that, is that something you'd like for me to do for you? They're going to give you the answer. Yes, that would be great or, or no. Now, if they say no, it's, they, it's probably somebody that's not going to be sticker shocked. Everyone else said yes. Now, if the question usually comes up in my workshops of, okay, great, but I've, I've got an existing clientele that I've never done this with. Should I do it with them? And the answer is yes. But you could pose the question just a little bit different. You can say, I just listened to an amazing podcast. And there was an expert that uh, in the industry with customers who said that, you know, salon customers now like to know the cost before we get started. I know I've never done that with you, but I'm always more than happy to do that with you. Is that ever anything you'd like me to do for you? That's now, with your existing clientele base, I think you would have a lot more people say, no, you know me. It's fine. Just do it. You know, but, but what if maybe two or three of your regulars said, I would love that. Now, those are two or three that could have been on the endangered species list if you didn't start doing this. Right. Absolutely. So when, um, when you do that, uh, that, that cost analysis, are you, uh, are you doing it, you know, over an annual thing? Like, you know, if you're going to be here every six weeks, you mm-hmm. know, what the cost is going to be, or is it just like, you know, uh, this is what the cost is today. And then, mm-hmm. I, I guess, you know, are you, are you setting them, them up for the year? You know, if you do highlights every, you know, second or third appointment, mm-hmm. it's this, it's that. And then, um, is that kind of mm-hmm. how, that kind of how it works? Or yeah, I would definitely, I would definitely include that because, you know, sometimes when they're coming in, maybe for a big change, the cost is more on the first visit. So if, if you, if the maintenance, possibly the maintenance isn't going to be as expensive as this new look that you're giving her. So you might say, now, here's what we're going to do today to get you to the look that you want, uh, and here's the cost. But I want to let you know, next time you come in, it'll be this. So I, I think that especially especially if that very first time is going to be more than you know the next time, we don't want a, a client thinking it's going to be this amount every time. So I think you know explaining that would be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. Brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. So you said there's four steps. So that's the number one reason. Yeah. Are there any more that you want to dive into? With the signature consultation, I think uh, with the, with the signature consultation, price is one of those steps. And then if I could just highlight one of the other four steps in the signature consultation, it would be to simply let them know in the consultation that later on in the service, you'll be doing a hair lesson. And I love using the verbiage hair lesson. Let's get into yeah. that luxury word, man, with a, a, a hair lesson. Yeah, you know, I mean, here's here's the other thing that we found from 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 the population. When they leave a salon, they don't know how to do their hair. And they tell us that all the time. They're like, oh, I wish I had you every morning. And, you know, but what, that's your clue right there when they say, I wish I had you every morning. They're really saying, dude, I don't know how to do my hair. <laughs> so that's your that's your clue to say, oh, well, you actually let me show you how to do that. And I'm actually genie in a bottle. You just have to use what I use to create the same look. Right. And so it gives you they're asking you 
to show them how to round brush. So they're asking you to how to hold the blow dryer. They're asking you for what's that liquid tools that you're using to create this beautiful look. Cause I don't know how to do it when I go home. So if we know that, right, if we know that we hear that all the time, then isn't it, wouldn't it be great if you, if you just in the consultation, so think about in the beginning of your visit with them, you would say, Mary, I just want to let you know that later in the service, when I'm finishing your hair, it's one of our brand promises here at Salon XYZ that we always do a hair lesson. Now, you've never seen probably this hair lesson done where, where you've been before. It's actually a hands-on hair lesson. And what's important to me is that you'll be able to recreate this look in between the times that we see each other. So when I pick up a product, I'm going to use it in one section. I'm going to teach you how to do it. And then I'm going to put that product in your hand and you're going to do just one section. So I know that if you choose to use any of the products that I talk about, you'll know how to use it at home. That's awesome. And it's, and it's not going to really take up that much more time. You know what I mean? I know a lot of stylists, they, they're, they try to crunch their, their appointment books really tight and they feel like they don't have the time to do this. But you're going to, you know, you're taking a risk of losing a client by not doing it. I, I think it's it's beautiful. It's having them do one section here, one section there uh, and showing them and having them do it so they know how to recreate it is not going to put you that far behind if if it does put you behind at all. Yeah, I don't yeah. think it does at all. Right. I mean, you're talking about, a, you know, just a, a few minutes, really. Yeah. Um, and it, it certainly helps. Well, the benefit is it helps that 27 percent. Right. It helps her that. Right. Bump that and if she can up. do it that makes you look that much better because people are going to say, wow, you know what I mean? They're going to notice her, her style or her haircut or her color so much more uh, than if she can do it. You know what I mean? Obviously she's not going to represent your look. I mean, that's a, you know what, that's a really great point. So, you know, if they can recreate that look, then you have four weeks of advertisement as opposed to the four hours before they go to bed that night. I mean, <laughs> right. That's, that's a really, really that's good, good point. point right? <laughs> so it's like exactly so we're talking about like retention of that guest because you're like wowing them and then it's referrals because people are going to see awesome hair for the entire time that they're in between visits so like retention and referrals and and you know a lot of people go oh retail i don't want to sell retail it's like it's so it's not even about that <laughs> like we've got to we've got to stop saying that it's it's less about retail it's more about them being able to have stress-free easy mornings and great hair in between your visits. Did them a disservice by saying, I don't sell, you know, I don't like to sell product. It's, you got to stop thinking like that. You just got to help, you just got to educate them. Like well, your favorite selling, educator from stage, be that person for your client. Absolutely. Um, it's selling solutions more than it is selling products, right? That's right. So, all right, Christy, I love this bit here. So um, we've done everything um, from the time that you were on the phone all the way through the consultation. So you've done the, uh, you've done the learning lesson or the learning hair. And now, so you've set them up and you've set them up good for the final pillar, which is the checkout. So the, we, you know, we call it the four step checkout. I want to give you a couple highlights with that. And uh, you know, if you're working with a front desk team, the, the service provider should have, you know, had great, had a great time with the guests in their chair, really educated them on the products that they need to maintain that we just talked about. Talk about when they need to come back in. And then you need to bring that guest up to the front desk area, just full of gratitude. Let them know you're excited to see them on the next visit. Introduce them by name to the person you're handing them off to. So you might say something like, Jessica, this is 
or excuse me, Mary, this is Jessica, our guest experience expert. She's going to take it from here. It certainly was nice meeting you today. I've written down all the products that I had recommended to you. And when you need to come back in, Jessica is going to help you with anything you need. And then you exit stage left. You, you, Give, give them over with gratitude and an introduction, and then you exit stage left because it's weird if you hang out. It, it's like, it looks like you're hanging out for a tip or you don't trust Jessica. So you got to leave. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the people and run. Drop the... <laughs> Why is he still here? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Creeper. Uh, yes. And, and so then on the four-step checkout, when, when the service provider effectively and gracefully and seamlessly hands them to the front desk, the front desk can start the four-step checkout. The very first step of the four-step checkout is a simple question. How was your experience today? That's the question. How was your experience today? And And it's all about the experience because they could have great hair, but a bad experience just because they overheard two coworkers having an inappropriate conversation and they might actually not come back because of not their hair, but something else that happened. So asking the right question will get you the right answers. And, uh, you know, how was your experience today? It's just a beautiful way to start that closing conversation. And I would say most of the time you're going to hear that it was wonderful and they love their hair and they love their experience. And it makes them say that out loud. So the more the guests can hear themselves say, oh, I loved it here, or I loved my hair stylist, uh, that's just kind of another like subconscious kind of thing that's gaining us retention. And then the next thing that we do at the front desk is if the service provider effectively wrote down what was recommended when they were in their service area, if they wrote down a few of the products and they wrote down the rebook recommendation, now our guest experience experts, can they have scripts on steroids. They can say, <laughs> I see Steve recommended a few products for you today. Uh, he has written down these three products and they would, you know, of course, say the titles of those products. And Steve has actually circled one. What that means is that if you had to choose just one today, Steve would recommend that you start with this one. Can I show you where that is? Wow, that's huge. That's such an incredible close, isn't it? You know, all that work that all that work that you've uh, you've put forth, you know. Yeah, and that yeah. way take all three if she felt like, you know, it mm-hmm. she Whatever. didn't need all three or you know what I mean, right now the budget won't allow all three. She can uh, you know, one is so much easier to choose if she had to make that decision. And the thing is when you when you when you set it up like that, you know, they're going to cho- choose one. You know, at it's least, just, yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just it's it's just subconscious, or you know, if they've had that great experience, they want to they want to continue that uh, experience on. That that's really really strong, Kristen. And I think you know when when you when you say three, some people just don't know where to start, so they'll say, and they don't have the budget, like you just said, so they'll say, oh no, I'm all set, because they don't want to buy the wrong one. So if you narrow it down, they'll take home one. But there's a statistic that says 9% of your clientele are super buyers. 9% of your clientele are super buyers. That's nine out of every hundred. Nine out of every hundred that you set the three in front of will take all three. Wow. But how many of our super buyers are we missing because we didn't say anything? All of them. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. I have clients that come in and, and, you know, the super buyers that constantly wants 
new product. You know what I mean? Yeah, every and, time they come in, yeah, you, like, you almost new. What's new? What's exactly. New? <laughs> you, you almost approach them with a little guilt. You're like, oh, I got, I need something new for this client. You know, <laughs> you got to bring a new product. <laughs> right. That nine percenter. The nine percenter. I like that. I'm gonna get a shirt that prints up. Looking for the nine percenters. <laughs> And then, then the last thing, guys, that I can just say about the, the checkout real fast is kind of just piggybacks on that. If it's written down, the maintenance schedule, or you know, if that guest needs to come back in in five weeks for their haircut and color, the front desk can, after the retail conversation, they can say, I also see that Steve needs to see you back in five weeks to maintain your look. Let's go ahead and get you booked for that. Now, do you so it's not a yes or no question. Do you recommend that the service provider um, sets that up in the consultation as well? Oh, for sure. You know, I think I think if you, especially if you're changing the look, that guest deserves to know how often they're going to need to come back for maintenance and um, make sure that they, you know, I think our job as service providers, especially stylists, you know, it's our job to use our our artistic ability to co-create the perfect look that they want, but educate them on what they can have. Okay. But then also educate them on on what the budget is, what it's going to take in the budget, and right. how often they need to come back. Because if they're not educated in that, they don't know. Maybe this person has a lifestyle that there's no way they can come back in every five weeks and right. uh, be stay committed to that. So if you're having that conversation inside of the signature consultation, you're bo- you're both going to be able to discover that and maybe change the look just a little bit in either the color or the cut to give them something that could go seven weeks instead of five. That's pretty cool. One of the, um, one of the phrases that I use is, um, I don't know how luxury it is, but one of the phrases that I use for a pre-book is I tell my clients to, um, to make sure that they book on their time so they don't have to book on my time. And, that kind, and you kind of give mm. that as opposed to... I like that. Yeah. Oh, did I, did I, just, did I just give her something? You did. I love that. That's really so say good. that again. I want to write that down. Okay, you got your pen? I do. Okay, let's go. Um, I tell my clients that um, I want them to book on their time so they don't have to book on my time. So you're promoting them rebooking before they leave so that it's convenient for their schedule. You're just saying book on your time rather than my time. Because if you wait, you're, you're only going to have certain limited opportunity to get in and it might not be convenient to you. It's basically, you're saying that in a beautiful way instead of all those words that I just used. That's right. I yeah. love it. It's super effective too. And and once again, I think um, you know, again subconsciously that you give them ownership of that appointment. And what- you know, you just said something great. Like the the stylist should be handling this at their station. So that conversation you just had should happen during the consultation or during the finishing mm-hmm. from the stylist. So when they come to the front desk, it's not the first time they've heard it. So now when the front desk uses I see that you need to come back in in uh, five weeks. That's not the first time they've heard it. So if you're setting that up in your language back then, it, it, I love that language as a service provider. I think it's excellent. Yeah, so it good. really helps Corey and I. Because Corey and I share a lot of clients. Because, you know, I cut hair, he, he colors hair. And when they do check out, you know, when we present that to them, because later down the road when it is our time, it's so much harder to – trying to find the right time between both of us to get the color and the haircut. So when they do leave, uh, we do get uh, them to pretty much pre-book because it's so much more convenient on their time. To book on their time, right? Yeah. Well, that's awesome. It sounds like you're the dy- dynamic duo. 
That's not the first time we've heard that. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm Batman. Yeah. And I'm uh, Bruce Wayne. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's pretty awesome, man. Christy, dude, you just give us so much. I mean, I, I hope our, our, our listeners appreciate this as much as uh, we do. Oh my God. I, yeah, I, I can't wait to get, to get to work on Wednesday. <laughs> know, right? I'm going to go back through our notes and like, you know, like do check marks about, you know, what, how, have staff meetings and uh, <laughs> you know, right? attention on deck, attention on deck. Right. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So you, you said if you want to be remembered, you got to do something memorable. That's, and that's amazing. So how can people learn more about summit or, you know, find out more about the, the, the products and the workshops about some, that summit offers? Uh, thanks for asking that. So the simplest and fastest way to check us out is uh, just to, you know, jump on the internet, go to uh, summitsalon.com. And our website is pretty easy to navigate. So you're going to see when you open up that kind of main page that there's uh, some tiles on there, navigation tiles. And, it, and there's one called seminars. If you click on seminars, it shows you what's, where we are in the world and what workshop, who's teaching it, what city we're in. So keep your eye on that because those are changing almost daily. We All of us have our, our whole year planned, but we upload kind of like what's coming in the next um, eight to 10 weeks, if you will. Mm-hmm. So keep your eye on it often. If you don't see something, just keep coming back to that. And I would say you can't go wrong taking any of the workshops. Right. And if you're a salon owner and you're just really thinking about how do I understand money in and money out and money to keep, right? Sound financial practices. Mm-hmm. How do I grow my people with a career path? If those are the big questions on your mind, then you should look straight for where is the summit, the three and a half day program. Go for the big one. That's pretty cool. So this is open to everybody, whether you're an independent hairdresser, whether you're a salon hairdresser or wherever you are in the industry. So these are open up. These are open to, to everybody. Yeah. So um, specifically the three and a half day program, uh, most of the content that you're going to hear there are for commission salons. So I want to make sure that I don't mislead anybody. The three and a half day program really focuses on how to run an effective commission based salon where you're growing uh, your style is through a career path of commission and so forth. That's the three and a half day program. Now, all the other workshops that you see on there that are one or two days, like specifically one called Summit Stylist, uh-huh. that is awesome for anyone. So if you're independent or you work in a blended salon that is both independent and commission or you're a commission-based service provider, go to Summit Stylist. Uh, so all of the other programs are perfect for any business model. That's incredible. Actually, you know what, Christy? I um, I spend so much time on Instagram. You have no idea. It, it's definitely like an addiction, or, or it's becoming an issue in my life. But um, I was <laughs> there and uh, when I was when I was doing some research about Summit and stuff, are, are there are there really like Summit hair schools and things? I thought I saw one in Tampa. Yes, there are uh, Summit Salon Academy, and those are uh, cosmetology schools that have implemented our base programs of a level system, teaching career-minded thinking uh, to the students, along with all of the you know, high-end skills that they're going to learn in those schools. So we have several different summit academies and their summit salon academies and, and growing across the country. So just definitely check that out. 
So where, where if, you, if you have anybody that is a current cosmetology school that wants to take on these programs, like like really nourish the students with these business programs, you can just go to the website and we can have a specialist call you uh, and just let you know what we have for cosmetology schools. Either if you become a Summit Salon Academy or you just want our curriculum in your school. That's that's so cool. Um, I mean, I'll tell you uh, quite frankly that um, when when I worked at a salon um, nine years ago, that um, is where I started with Summit. That uh, one of the other hairdressers that I was working with, we uh, we actually talked about how we wish we had had this knowledge, I guess, um, for our entire careers because we, I mean, we just would have been much more successful using the, the, the summit uh, process. Beautiful. I think I'm going to ask my new, uh, my, my new motto here is new, bigger, better, different. I love that. Right. Everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That I, that I approach in my shop now is going to be new, bigger, better, different. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. I like that mantra. You know, I'm going to meditate on that. Hey, Christy, this is, this is for Christy and um, Christy Valenzuela, the person what right now, are you absolutely obsessed with? And by the way, world hunger and world peace and all that, those are all cop-outs. Tell me what you're really interested in. Is there music that you're listening to? Is there, you know, a fingernail polish that you like? Is there a sweater that you like? What are you absolutely <laughs> obsessed with right now? What am I absolutely obsessed with right now? I think I'm really obsessed with, uh, I'm obsessed with really trying to have balance in my life. So obsessed with that, that I actually uh, bought a home on a golf course because that's one of my hobbies. And I thought if I live on the golf course, I'd probably golf more. <laughs> so I'm obsessed with having balance in my life and spending time with my family, but still being able to touch and nourish the world. So I'm learning how to do things like this, the podcast. I, we, I'm all, we're also exploring online learning with Summit, which helps me share our expertise over webinars and videos and things like that. And as soon as I'm done with a webinar, instead of, you know, having to go get on an airplane and come home, I can um, go out and get on the golf course or, uh, you know, go fishing, which is another one of my hobbies. Love to fish. Did you say oh, fishing? So fishing and golf. Fishing. Uh-huh. For the record, yeah. those, are, those are two things that a lot of people are obsessed with. <laughs> fishing and golf. <laughs> That's yeah. a great answer. That's one of the best answers I think that we've uh, that we've gotten from that question. Yeah, and I just want to just super super thank you for coming on and giving our listeners, uh, I mean, life changing information. Absolutely. I mean, it's it's it, I, I like to use the word nuggets. Like she gave us nuggets, but I mean, these are so much bigger than nuggets. You know, these are these are really these like, are boulders. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> the mountains of change from Christy Valenzuela. Right. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Um, oh my gosh. Well, you know, Corey and Tony, I just really want to lift you up and say, keep doing what you're doing. It's inspiring to me. It's inspiring to your listeners. You guys are on the right track. You know, you're spending your time doing this just with um, good hearts. And I, I just, I, I appreciate it. And I know our industry does too. Awesome. Christy, thank you so, so much. That means so much to us. Yeah, we truly, truly appreciate it. And you're right. And, you know, it's, it's, we are one community, even though there's so many different, like, sort of like, uh, different models now. Exactly. But at the end of the Mm -hmm. day, we're all in this together. Absolutely. We all stand behind the same old chair and do the same old stuff. We just, uh, have different models or paths in which we do it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. 
So Christy, to make it official, Christy Valenzuela, thank you very much for joining us on your day off. Thanks, guys. So there it is. We also want to give a special thanks to Sarah and Blaine from Pretty Gritty. Sarah and Blaine allowed us to use their music that runs under the uh, podcast. It's called Pleased to Meet You, which I thought was only appropriate for our podcast. You can find Pretty Gritty's music on iTunes. 